Welcome to Macedonian Postcards. Dobrodojdovte vo Makedonske razglednica. My name is David Belidis. Ja sum Dragi Spasovski. And we're your hosts for this show. It's brought to you by Izvor Music. You can look at our website at izvormusic.com. That's spelled I-Z-V-O-R, music.com. Today's postcard is from Northern Macedonia. And the song is Izlegol Seljman Prošetal. Exactly. It might be, I know it is from uh, Northern Macedonia, definitely. But when you say Northern Macedonia, that's a vast area for, for Macedonian uh, folk music and tradition. My mother is from Kumano region, but the song tells us a name of a place which is Svilare, which is north of Skopje, between Tetova and Skopje. And that's a completely different area, meaning completely different, you know, specifications in interpretations and so forth. So it's hard to say. And this is a song which I learned among the ones which I learned the last songs, which is in the last decade. And a song that I've learned from my mother. But you know, one thing, you know, your older songs you learn from your mother. And it's strange that you learned this song something like 10 years ago. But the reason is, the first time I heard the song, when my mother put the song on the record, on the CD, which she recorded with the orchestra Petya Tanasovsky. about the song, to know more details, where she learned the song, who she learned the song from, if there's any history behind the song, if she knew anything, you know, else more about it. So it's a bit of a mystery, this song. Well, to me, yes, but uh, there might be somebody who knows more than me. As I said, I just heard the song, I learned the song, and I never, you know, inquired information on that because, you know, I didn't think my mother would be done. <laughs> right, right. Makes anyway. you wonder how many other songs that she had before she died that you hadn't yeah, heard before. Yeah. Well, on that CD, there's a couple of songs that I never heard, you know, you sang before. 
which tells me there must have been, who knows, a ton of songs that she knew and she never had a chance to, to sing them or to tell the songs to others to sing. Right before, you know, she kind of gave up singing. She had this group of uh, women coming to her singing together. She wanted them, you know, to learn songs. And she sang in a group with them, so she wanted to, to give the songs, mm -hmm. not our way, but to pass them, you know. Pass them on. On to yes. the next generation of women singing. And she also sang and gave a lot of songs to students uh, from the high school, music high school in Skopje, the one which Baisa actually teaches in. She worked a lot with uh, Vlad Koyanevsky, who is a professor at this School of Music in Macedonia. And he used to be ex-Tanitz uh, dancer. He knows really a lot about the folk tradition, and he's very, very successful in preparation and passing on the tradition in singing and dancing to these young students. So uh, once I happened to be for the mid-year concert he had with his students, and that was actually a presentation only in front of the parents of the students, but I was not a parent, but he wanted me to be there. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised when I saw what these kids showed, how much of originality and authenticity they presented in singing, dancing, playing music. They were uh, singers, musicians, dancers at the same time. They all did everything, you know, everything just among themselves. Excellent. In one number, you know, this group of kids dances and another group uh, plays music. The next one, you know, the dancers, you they know, switch. play music and switch or sing. Anyway, amazing, amazing. And so my mother really uh, uh, wanted these kids to learn some of her songs and she taught them. She was invited a couple of times to their school and teach some of the songs. Not really teach, but, you know, to present and sing with these kids these songs. And they really appreciate that because one of the annual concerts after she passed away, they dedicated the, uh -huh. the concert to her. Mm -hmm. So what can you tell us about this song? Selman is a Muslim name. This is a song about a guy, Selman, who obviously is a Muslim guy. And in the song, the village of Svilare is being mentioned. This young man goes uh, and walks uh, toward the village of Svilare and who is all set to go and ask the head of the village uh, to let him marry his daughter. And he, as he was going toward the village, whoever he, you know, he met on the way, he told the news. Whoever, you know, he caught up in the walking, he also told that he's going to marry the daughter of the head of the village of Svilare. He told everybody, but he did not tell his mother. When she heard the news, it was a bad news to her. She left the house. She ran out of the house barefoot, meaning not wasting in a minute and finding shoes so she can catch him up and tell him not to marry the girl because the people from Svilare are very evil people. Whoever they catch up with, they beat up. Whoever they caught, they, they tie him up. But you, they will kill you because you'd like to marry the daughter of the, of the head of Svilare. Now, you don't know anything about this village, do you? Well, I know the village. I know where the village There's Gorno and Dolno Svilare, Upper and Lower Svilare. But you don't know of any reputation. I know, that they I know might people. Have had. I know people. It's an Albanian. Uh, it's a village settled by Albanians now. But at the time when the song was sang, or in quotation marks, invented, there must have been also Christians too. Mm -hmm. Because Selman 
He is a Muslim name, can be an Albanian, can be a Turkish name. You know, in a lot of villages there were Turkish households. Not very many, but maybe one, two, three, four. It doesn't matter, you know. In many areas you could see, you know, Turks. Not so many Albanians. So this fear that the mother had, I guess we're just speculating, but it didn't have to do with religious or political fears. No, it doesn't say... I would not say these political fears is more modern, you know. Yeah. Contemporary interpretation of the things, and it mostly are influenced by political <laughs> reasons. At that time, politics were not as strong as nowadays. And all these politics are orientated towards some personal benefits of certain people, individuals, or groups. But at that time, no. It just says, she actually says, Selman's son, don't go to Svilare. The people there are the worst kind. Whoever they met, they tie up. Whomever they catch up with, they beat up, and they will kill you. It just, you know, just tells you that simply some villages, some areas have bad reputation. Okay, that's my piece, simple as that. Yeah, for instance, at some gatherings, when a whole village and our surrounding villages, they gather to celebrate one certain occasion, and a fight starts up, and usually, you know, there's, oh, the guys from Svilare initiated, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, the yeah, fight. Yeah. And then another time, <laughs> again, the guys from Svilare, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's how Svilare gets a bad reputation. Yeah, yeah. So that's why she says, don't go, you, they will kill. Who is Selman? Selman is also a Muslim guy. The name Selman is a Muslim name. Right. So he goes to marry another Muslim girl. Ah, I see. Because he goes to marry the Mudia's daughter. A Mudia is a, a title of a Turkish nobleman. He went to marry a Muslim girl. But, you know, at that time, Silare, it may not have been only a Muslim village. I mean, inhabited only by Muslims. At those times, way back, the population was all mixed up. Yeah. And in every village there, let's say in most of the villagers, among the Macedonian people, you could have found a Muslim family, a household or a few households. Like in my mother's village, there were a couple of Turks. Actually, there were more than a couple of Turks because it was a big village. But in my father's village, there were a few of them too. In the village where I was born... They're also, also a Turkish family. They left later on, you know, they went to Turkey, they moved to Turkey. So, as I said, in most of the villages, they either were kind of, you know, tax collectors or a Turkish noble people who, you know, settled down. And they have, you know, their own uh, a family already established assets with all these fields that they they worked or other work for them, but it doesn't matter, you know, they belong to them. And they decided to stay among the Macedonians. At that time, they were tax collectors. They were kind of from the other side of the front line. But, you know, it was 500 years. They all felt the same after 500 years. Mm -hmm. And the politics came later on when we were different because we are not Christians or you are different because you are not Christians. The nonsense, the insane, came way, way later when we had politicians going from a place to a place and trying to benefit for themselves, but not really for the Christians and the Muslims. <laughs> Oh, God,
been listening to Macedonian Postcards brought to you by EzvorMusic.com. Слушавте Македонска разгледница, представено от EzvorMusic.com. We're your hosts, David Belitis и Драги Спасовски. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Благодарим, че бяхте с нас и до слушания.